Welcome to the one-stop shop for photography sales, marketing, and branding wizardry. At Wolf Island, we help awesome photographers and videographers take their business from failing to freaking awesome. It's going to be fun and it's going to get silly because life's too short to be boring. But we'll tackle real-life business issues with Q&As, live interviews, and current news reviews to leave you buzzing and ready to take your photography business to the next level of awesome. Hey guys, hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope your business has been going from strength to strength. I know it's the beginning of the year, but I hope you're getting some stuff in order to uh, have a fantastic 2020. Uh, today, I wanted to share with you something that I am uncommonly proud of. I have invented something. I know. Ooh, an invention. <laughs> and so I had to give it a name, and I've given it the name a holding fee, Ooh. which is different than a booking fee. Ah. Now, let me explain the backstory and how I came to invent this magical, mysterious holding fee. So what happened was I had a couple inquire before Christmas and they'd said, we we can't put down our deposit before Christmas because of not knowing how much Christmas is going to cost, which I wasn't sure exactly how that works because I'm yeah. somebody who plans my finances meticulously. But anyway, they, they said they didn't feel comfortable to pay the booking fee before Christmas. Um, so could, they, could I pencil the date in and they would pay me the booking fee after Christmas? Well, first of all, I, I immediately, I don't know, I am naturally a suspicious person, I think because I've been doing this business for quite a long time now. And I know that there are a number of different things that people say to you that aren't <laughs> always true. I'm not saying that that client wasn't being truthful when they said that they couldn't pay the booking fee before Christmas. But I just know that in the past, there have been clients who have tried to string you out, getting you to pencil the date in because they want to continue shopping yeah. and they want to see <laughs> what other deals they can get with other photographers first. So I always have that in the back of my mind. Like, I, you know, it sounds really bad healthy to say. Healthy scepticism, that's all it is. It's just Is healthy. it genuine? Is it genuine that they can't afford it? Or are they wanting to just have me on hold so they know they've got an option and continue shopping? So I had that in the back of my mind. Plus the fact I don't like penciling dates in. I have too many inquiries to be penciling dates in and then trying to remember who's booked, who hasn't booked, who's reserved and, and running around trying to tell everybody, oh, I've had another inquiry now. And I just I just don't have the admin time. I limit my work to three days a week. I just don't have the time to the be doing that. brain power to hold everything, everybody's business. Because that's the thing, it's everybody else's stuff, not yours. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I operate my business in the way that helps me feel calm and feel like I'm not spending all my hours on my computer emailing people. So I don't reserve dates. If you want to book, you pay the booking fee and you sign the contract. If you don't, that's absolutely fine. You may lose the date. Though. That's right. I always say to people, I can't guarantee the date. So I had those two things in my mind. But at the same time, like it was a nice sounding client and definitely somewhere that I would like to work. And so I had to think now, OK, so I don't want I don't want to pencil the date in. Um, and I'm not 100% sure if they're just wanting to shop around. So is there a way that I could reserve the date for them in case it is genuine? They just want to wait till after Christmas. How can I reserve the date for them, but also don't resent it myself that I feel like it benefits me too? Because it's got to benefit both of us. That's what business is there for. It's not a charity. It benefits your client. It also benefits you. So I'm like, hmm, what can I do? So I said to them, well, look, I said, I will. I said, I can offer you a holding fee. This is where I was proud because I just literally <laughs> just invented that term. I've never heard of that before. I said, I can offer you a holding fee of £100. Um, for those of you in America, the, the British economy is different. We So my booking fee is 500 So I was charging them 100 
um, which is an, a nominal amount. Um, so I said, uh, uh, it's a hundred pounds holding fee and I will hold your date until after Christmas. And I gave them a specific date. I think it was the 6th of January or something. Yeah, that's Just right. to give them plenty of time. And I said that that, if you decide to not confirm your booking on the 6th of January, that £100 holding fee is non-refundable. If you do decide to confirm your booking on the 6th of January, then that £100 will come off your booking fee. So there is only another 400 to spend. Um, so I, I sent that off thinking, I have no idea how this is going to go down with them. But they were absolutely fine with it. They were like, oh, thank you so much. That's really flexible. That's great. They paid the £100 Um did they sign their contract? I actually don't remember. I don't think they signed their contract. I think they literally just sent me the hundred pounds. Yeah, I think I don't think there was a contract involved. No, just there was no bit. contract yet. Um, just signed me, uh, sent me the hundred pounds, um, and then oh no, no, they did, they did sign their contract. Did sign their contract. Sent me the hundred pounds, um, and I said that, that we would confirm on the sixth of January. Well, anyway, before the sixth of January came, they came back to me saying that they'd had a family crisis and the wedding was now not going to go ahead, and you know. I don't know if that's genuine or not. I like to think that it is, but I have this natural scepticism about people. But the fact of the matter was, I was absolutely fine with that because I was being paid £100 to pencil it. that date yeah. in for a few weeks. So yeah. I was very happy. They were very happy. They knew that £100 wasn't coming back um, and it didn't. And that was that. So yeah, all anyway, sorted. I just thought I would share that with you because... But it's really good because actually, you know, when you're not having to juggle everybody else's stuff, all these clients, you know, these potential, that's the thing, they're not clients, so they're not involved with your business when they're like, you know, testing the waters with you and trying to do stuff with you and like get dates from you and oh, it's just all a mess and you're doing a huge amount of work potentially for absolutely nothing. Well, the onus is on them and I think something that's really important here that I've just thought about thinking about you and your business is that you're not desperate for work we may need work we may not but the point is we're not desperate for it so you're not like eager to get them in at all costs and and i think that's a mentality quite often a lot of photographers a lot of us have is when we need some work we need to get it in so we're desperate okay yeah i'll pencil you in and i've definitely done that in the past especially when i was starting out my business is yes i'll pencil you in and then you're doing a bunch of work for them thinking about them making a, a note of their thing keeping track of it have a, you know whatever you're doing to put all that work in to maintain that penciled in list and then you're not getting paid for it at all and it's because i was doing it because i was like worried like oh i need this work i need more work um and it's sort of just reframing your mindset a little bit it's like no you don't need the work you don't need every inquiry that comes your way you just want the best ones and i think this is a cool way of refining that and making sure you get paid you get paid <laughs> yeah wow that was very street of you <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna yeah, like <laughs> But yeah, I think this is the thing, and and you know, it's easy to say. You know, we say this a lot of Wolf Island. Operate from a position of strength. I think that's actually one of your phrases that you taught me when I was starting. Oh, go me! <laughs> because, because you know, we, we we can help each other to be strong when we're feeling weak. Because I've helped you to be stronger in your business, and you've helped me to be stronger in mine. Yeah, um, just in different areas. Yeah, isn't it? and I would feel especially i remember it so clearly the first year or two of my business when things before things were really really picking up just feeling this panic of like but i want the work like i want to be full-time i want that client i want that for my portfolio i want you know feeling this like 
desperation of like this inquiry comes in and suddenly I'm already there in my mind. I'm already at that wedding and, and I'm really excited about it. And then I'm panicking that I'm going to lose it. And you were saying, you know, you've got to operate from a position of strength that in your emotions, you may feel like you want that wedding, you need that wedding, you need the money, you want the experience, whatever it is. But in your communication, you are strong, you are confident and you are un manipulatable like you, yeah, you, you yeah, know yeah. you're not Absolutely. you're not desperate for the sale and, and clients can spot a mile off if you're desperate for the sale yeah and they they will either start being more demanding or or stringing you along even more because they know that you are desperate so they know they've got you on the hook yeah so they they can keep you going and then have a shop around and see what else they can yeah. find and that's the bad clients like all the, the thing is we i think we fall into a trap of either thinking all of our clients are potentially bad and mm. or all of our client potential clients sorry uh really good but that neither of those is true you get some like just again when we say bad clients it's not that they're bad people no. it's just they might be you know bargain bargainers you know like those people who are really good at driving builders down on price like one of our friends who's just he's the quietest guy ever and yet completely he's telling us this stories like this guy quoted me to do the renovation of my house and the extension like i don't know it's like the say it was five thousand pounds and i got him down to three thousand five hundred <laughs> and, and, and the guy was nearly in tears yeah you know, he was trying the guy to was saying i need to feed my kids I'm like <laughs> Like Gilbert, you're so quiet. (laughs) I don't believe it. You know, so it's not that they're bad people necessarily. It's just that that's their preference, that's their priorities, and that's they buzz off a bargain. Yeah, and that's fine. So there's all sorts of different reasons why people will try and drive you down or string you along. It's not because they're bad people. So I'm not saying that. Just to clarify real quick. Um, so, you know, when the, it's a good client, they're not going to detect your desperation in, in a lot of senses, I think, just because they, they're excited about you, your work yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And you're never really going to because they're so excited about you, you're never going to show any desperation because you don't need to because you already feel accepted by them. The the problem comes when you get the person who's like, oh, yeah, I can uh, use this for my advantage, even if that's just subconsciously in their heads. So that's why it's so important just to not show desperation, because the person who is the bargain hunter that could be a bit like wheeler dealer type uh, person, they're going to respond to your desperation and take advantage. But if you don't have that desperation, they may still hire you and not respond to your desperation because there wasn't there any there in the first place and actually end up being a pretty decent client in the first, in the long run. So you actually just not showing that desperation and being very strict about how you communicate with people, you know, not making, you know, huge leeways for people where, you know, they're asking for a particular thing that you just don't give for people, you know, can you stay another three hours on top of your contract or whatever, you know, all those sorts of things. No, I'm not doing that. I've got my business. This is how I run it. And been sure about what you do and what you're willing to not do. And I think that's a great, this is a great example of that is I'm not willing to sit around with a list of penciled in people that I've then got to chase up within yeah. in a few weeks. And I've got to keep and asking suffer the, them. suffer the fallout if you forget to tell them that someone else has now booked their date. You know, like, oh, yeah, that's happened in, before. <laughs> it's incredibly complicated. And I just, yeah, I just don't have the admin time to yeah. do that. Um, so one of the reasons that I wanted to, to enforce this holding fee, that that was the only thing, that was the only way that I was happy to pencil the date in for them was if they paid a holding fee. A nominal amount, but it was still significant yeah, significant enough, enough to, to hurt yeah that and and it sounds bad but what what i wanted it to do i wanted to see 
how serious they were mm. because it's easy to say you want to book the date and ask to be penciled in. It's even easy to sign the contract. I've had actually over the years, I've had maybe two or three people sign the contract and then I've really struggled to get the deposit out. Of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And it's going on for weeks and yeah. weeks. And in the end, I've had to say to them, well, I'm look, I'm cancelling yeah. your contract, you know, yeah. like because I haven't heard from you and you haven't actually confirmed your booking because I haven't had your deposit. And so what that by that point, because I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to be, um, you know, they've signed their contracts. So they've obviously want to book the date. So I don't want to just be cancelling contracts left, right and centre. <laughs> but by this point, it's been weeks and weeks that I've been chasing them. And then I cancel the contract that's a huge amount of admin time for me chasing yeah i've got a good story about why you should definitely keep on top <laughs> of people who haven't cancelled contracts uh you know and whatever and cancelling contracts and making sure deposits are paid and, and stuff like that so i had a client i'm down well i think we were with sj's parents uh just staying over christmas or something i can't remember what and i'm just working away on my laptop just in a spare few hours and i get an email saying oh just wondering um you know if we need to talk before before friday the wedding on friday and i'm like what are they talking about the wedding on friday i'm like i don't know anything about this couple whatsoever i don't know anything about it and i look i I just end up searching my emails and i look and i see that they said they were going to book in and never heard anything from them but i think they did sign the contract oh no they didn't sign the contract they They just said they wanted to go ahead but they never signed the contract and they never paid a deposit no no i remember this story they never even said they wanted to book that was the thing because you would have sent them a contract if they said they wanted to book what they said was are you free you said yes you never heard anything from them As far as they were concerned, in their mind, they booked you because you said you were free. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe it's not a re- very relevant story because I forgot the details, but never mind. Um, so, yeah, it's just making sure that you're on top of things to make sure that actually you're aware of of those sorts of things that could go wrong. Um, well, it's not an irrelevant story because it just shows actually people's mentality towards your business that they... They don't realise that you need guarantees. You, there are there are systems, there are processes that you confirm that, that you know you can't just say, "Are you free?" The photographer said yes, and that's it. You, you know you're booked in. There's a process. And so with this client who's saying, "Can you pencil the date in?" I I I know that even signing the contract is not enough confirmation because it doesn't hurt them enough in the sense that yes, they can quite happily avoid thing. my emails for the next few weeks as yep. I'm trying to get the deposit out of them. I need it. It's it's sad to say, but money is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> means the most to people money if you can get hurts. some if you can get some of somebody's money it shows where their intentions lie and where their commitments lie and so just getting that 100 pounds from them it was nominal enough that it didn't hurt them over christmas but but significant enough that it was showing me their intention that their intention was to honor my business and to either continue with their booking or not continue with their booking but but respect my time um, yeah, so that's why that's why I chose to offer that. And I just thought, well, I've never done it before and it worked so well. It worked really well, in fact. So I think I'll definitely um, offer holding fees in the future. So I thought I would just share that with you in case that becomes a handy little weapon tool in your in arsenal. Yeah, future, tool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe not a weapon, maybe a tool. Yeah, that's, tool, that's, a bit yeah more. That's, that's true, yeah. <laughs> and just an encouragement, of course, to, to 
you know, be confident in in your business, in your rules, as it were, and, and and know that actually what you decided for your business is important. And if you're not sure what you want to decide for your business, you know, experience will tell you. You know, a lot of this stuff for us is because of experience. We've had this experience, so we've made that decision to combat that in the future, and it adds up. But you may not be in the situation where you can really analyze. You know, what's happened? What experiences have I had? What's negative? What things can I put in place? Well, it's a great thing to talk to to other photographers about is about what you know what things what rules do you put in place and and just talk about yeah the the construct of your business and how you actually want to be treated how you then want to treat other people um it actually makes your business far more enjoyable it sounds like harsh and and cold almost sometimes but it really isn't it just means that you can enjoy your business and enjoy your life so and the most important thing is to always ask yourself any decision that you're making because you you are a loner in charge of your business and how you want to run it and so you know other people may be happy to pencil dates in i not that's just how i do my business yeah but the question to always ask yourself is um why am i making this decision is this decision based in fear yeah. And if the decision is based in fear, it's only a matter of time before you start having symptoms of stress in whatever, whether your relationships are suffering, whether you actually start having health issues, whether you're struggling to sleep, you know, all these kind of things. Your stress will start to show if you're making decisions based in fear. Yeah. And so even if you feel scared, like, oh, I want that booking, I don't want to lose it. You can't make a decision based in fear. You've got to operate from a position of strength, like Matt says. Yeah, because when you make out of fear, that adds up. And that, like you said, it, it builds that level of stress because you're actually tacking on a little bit of fear to every single client, every single interaction that you have. And you're just adding up all these levels of what becomes a, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> a burnout situation of what becomes a burnout situation in your business. And you see so many photographers really struggling with this. And actually, I think I think we do it to ourselves. Of course, that's not to condemn you for doing it to yourself. It's just a situation of, of realizing actually we you know only we really have the keys to our own freedom in our business if you do struggle with this um feeling stressful and, and make uh, stressed and making decisions out of fear the best thing you can do is find a buddy find somebody who is stronger than you who can reassure you and remind you to operate from a position of strength oh yeah um yeah so that you're not carrying it all on your shoulders and it's all whirling around in your head we are very fortunate that we've got each other um but if you if you reach out to enough photographers and just say hi you will find yeah somebody just say hi who yeah, is, is just the perfect match for you and you can just be a really good friends to each other and support each other and be that that colleague to yeah each other. be a colleague because i think i think some people just assume their spouse will be an encouragement in their business but the amount of posts that i see on facebook where you know the spouse or the partner is is actually quite um down on on the photographer's business um and criticizing them for having higher prices or or things like that or criticizing them for not making enough money and which i totally understand that's a marital thing or a a relationship thing that's separate from your business and i think don't just don't necessarily rely on your spouse especially if they're not a photographer you know even if they are a photographer it, you still may need somebody else who's strong and encouraging and 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 empowering um to actually build you forwards and i think that's really important so i hope that's helped we 
really glad to be doing this journey with you and helping and supporting you as you build your business because we know that you're amazing photographers and you deserve every booking that you get and we're really hoping that and, and believing that 2020 is going to be such a good year for your business. Head over to wolfisland.com and become a resident to start transforming your photography business into the unstoppable success you deserve. And don't forget the Wolf Island Photography Business Exchange on Facebook where you'll find the best discussions, support and the other pioneers from around the world. Your dream client is waiting and you've got what it takes. At Wolf Island, we're believing that this can be the best year yet for your business.